Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking to take your media strategy to the next level and make impact with millions of customers? Walmart Connect harnesses the massive reach of America's number one retailer. They can help you connect more meaningfully with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers to find the right audience for your message. They use Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to help you precisely target even niche audiences at scale. Visit walmartconnect.com today to see how they can help you find the customers you want at the scale you need. Hey, I'm sure by now you're aware of programmatic ad tech, but what is it exactly? Programmatic advertising, in some ways, is really anytime you're using software and data to make your media buying decisions. We see it in display ads, in CTV, programmatic digital out of home, and of course, audio. And new ad technologies are coming out every day. Actually, what you're hearing right now is a type of programmatic ad, or at least a hybrid. It's not programmatic in the sense that a piece of software is buying this ad right now in a real-time bidding auction, but it is programmatic in the sense that it was bought through a buying platform that matched the advertiser to this podcast. And who is the advertiser? Grapeseed Media. When it comes to the world of programmatic, they're one of the companies that knows the most about the latest advances in all programmatic. Their whole mission is programmatic that lets you play with the giants. They open the door and walk you through the entire programmatic landscape. They're the closest thing possible to an in-house programmatic team without the expense and trouble of an actual in-house team. They're completely tech agnostic, which means they sit on all ad technologies, including emerging ones, like the platform they use to serve this host red ad. If you're curious to take your programmatic further, reach out to them at grapeseedmedia.com. And thank you, Grapeseed Media, for being a sponsor of this podcast. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, a show where we discuss trends, pop culture, and celebrating massive dinosaur blockbusters because at the end of the day, everything is an ad. I am Luz Corona, Adweek Community Editor, and my lovely co-host Rebecca is out on holiday. We hope she's relaxing. Um, so obviously we had to pick a, a really great co-host here, a guest co-host, and I am so excited to bring on... Heidi Palermo, marketing consultant, but more importantly, she was our former VP of community at Adweek. She is a friend, a former manager, a mentor, and just a general badass. Heidi, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's truly an honor that you chose me to co-host with you this episode, Luz. I'm so pumped. Yes, and I'm pumped too. And Heidi, I'm going to tell our listeners why you are are the person here because <laughs> you are a huge fan of what we're going to talk about today. We I would even go as far to say you're a subject matter expert, wouldn't you say? <laughs> I'll take that title gladly. This is a first for me where my two passions talking behind the scenes of marketing and branding mixed with 
this incredible piece of movie history. The stars are aligning. It's so fun. So thanks a lot. Yes, of course. And I think it's time that we let our listeners know what we'll be discussing today and bring on our guest. Um, so as some of you know, most of you probably know, how could you miss this? It is the 30th anniversary of Jurassic Park. Um, and we are bringing on David O'Connor, the president of Franchise Management, Theatrical Brand Marketing, and Global Partnerships at Universal Pictures. David, welcome and how are you? Thank you. Uh, I'm doing great, and it's uh, exciting to be here to talk about Jurassic. I'm, I'm loving this. Yes, I'm sure a lot of people are envious of us right now, so let's <laughs> let's give them a good one here. <laughs> yeah, David, you have a very cool job. We're excited to, to dig into it. Yes, for sure. Um, so there, there's lots to talk about today, so we'll kick it off. Um, so Jurassic Park has such an enduring legacy. So what is it about the original movie that has kept fans talking for 30 years and now bringing new generations into the fold, too? Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that in June 1993, so exactly 30 years ago uh, this summer, uh, Spielberg uh, had his groundbreaking sort of Jurassic Park, which really redefined the summer blockbuster and, and really changed culture forever. And I think... You know, since then, Universal Pictures and Amblin um, have worked together to keep bringing Jurassic to the big screens. And I think there have been six uh, overall films. But I think um, it really starts with that fascination of dinosaurs. And, and I know that that is truly universal. Uh, it's multi-generational. And then you kind of add in the great characters and storytelling, the groundbreaking special effects, and you combine that with the awe-inspiring, um, the awe-inspiring thrills, wonder, scares, uh, and adventure that really became the signature of of Stephen's um, film, uh, and that really has endured uh, over time, and um, and it's been passed on from generation to generation. Uh, what I love about these films um, is that they are truly four quadrant. You know, they appeal to males, females, adults, uh, uh, families, um, teens, tweens, um, and really it truly is global in nature. So I think it, it, it really has stood the test of time, uh, like I said, because there is this fascination with dinosaurs. And then I think it's just kind of um, Spielberg's, Spielberg's trademark of, you know, what he does uh, with combining great characters, uh, storytelling uh, with uh amazing visual effects. Yeah. And David, I, I have to say, you know that it was good when not a single dinosaur movie has ever come close to what Spielberg accomplished when he first released this movie. So that is a testament to the franchise. And thinking about the anniversary celebration, um, it's, it's, you know, probably a couple of years in the making. It's going to transcend over the course of this year, um, starting with this summer. Can you highlight a couple things, David, that you you were really excited about? What activations um, that stood out to you are some of the most interesting or unexpected collaborations? Yeah, I think um, you know we were so excited at the studio when we knew we were coming on the uh, coming upon the 30th anniversary, and so we really wanted to go big. And we also really wanted to go global. Um, so one of the, the big things we did was we created a month-long sort of uh, celebration of Jurassic June. Uh, we were very heavy on social and digital activations. Uh, we also thought it was really important uh, to give back to the fans and allow them to really be immersed uh, in this celebration. And so we participated in all the cons. Um, so we, we had... Um, 
participated in San Diego Comic-Con, which was the first for our brand. We also attended the Supernova Comic-Con in Australia. Um, and then we'll, at, we'll be at the upcoming Comic-Cons uh, in both London uh, and Brazil later this year. And if that weren't enough, you know, we worked with all of our, our big licensees and toy partners to create unique product and SKUs. Um, my personal favorite, uh, if you were down at San Diego Comic-Con, was the exclusive Steven Spielberg uh, action figure uh, from Mattel. Uh, people loved it. Um, and then, of course, uh, you know, we, we worked with um, across our company. Uh, our theme parks had uh, fan celebrations, uh, unique merchandise, uh, as well as uh, retail experiences. Um, they had actually these Jurassic Park uh, tribute stores. Um, so if you've been in Orlando or Hollywood, you would, you would have been able to experience that. So um, lots of different highlights. We did a lot with home entertainment. Uh, we did live park. Uh, Jurassic Park live and concert orchestras uh, all around the world. Um, and then for the first time in China, we premiered all six films at the Shanghai Film Festival. So that's just a smattering of some of the things we did on a global level. But it, it was really, um, I think, something that the whole studio got behind and was really excited to, to lean into. Yeah, and it's it's the perfect product because you can really live it. Like, so I was at the tribute store. I had the pleasure of going to the tribute store at Universal Orlando just last week, and oh my goodness, being able to take pictures with scenes from the movie. I mean, what an incredible retail experience! It was almost like the retail was the the secondary part of the experience. I got myself a little coffee mug and, you know, things like that with, with Ian Malcolm bare chested on it that says, I'm always on the hunt for the future uh, ex Mrs. Malcolm. Um, so that's my new prize <laughs> possession. But yeah, I, I think David, it's, it's really su such an immersive movie in and of itself that it was almost, it, it was probably so much fun for your team to bring this to life um, because it's, it's just such a fun product. Um, and I would say you guys, spared no expense on the, these activations because they've been incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think it, just to echo clearly, Heidi, you're a fan. You can feel it uh, in this conversation, but so many of us here, um, you know, have been working in this business for a long time. Uh, as you said up front, this movie has stood the test of time. If you watch that original Jurassic Park, you're still blown away. You're still inspired and you are pretty scared at moments uh, throughout the film. Um, and so I think um, a lot of us were really excited um, to work on this um, to really, um, I think, one, provide that engagement um, for fans all around the world. Um, but then given that we all are big fans, it was just really a fun project to work on. And there were so many great ideas. Um, and then, like I said, you had so many partners um, as well as our broader company that wanted to participate and really wanted to bring ways um, um, to, you know, to innovate and, and allow fans to, to really come in and, and, and enjoy this, uh, this anniversary with us. I love that, David. And, you know, speaking of that and Heidi, I'm going to I'm going to bring it to you real quick before going back to David. But, um, you know, this is this is a movie that's been around for a while and you have fans like Heidi who've been a fan of it from the beginning. And then now you have like these fans having kids and these newer generations. Right, Heidi? Like yeah. you've introduced it to your son. Yeah. So, you're soon going to introduce it to yours. I guarantee I, it. <laughs> yes. Leo already has Jurassic Park T-shirts. He has no idea. You know, yes. so, so we have these these new generations you know so how do you 
David, how do you balance that nostalgic movie marketing for like fans like Heidi and then bringing in new generations into the fold and just protecting like a beloved classic? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. And I think for us, um, you know, if you kind of just went back to that original film, like I said, um, it really is just incredible storytelling. Um, and, and there is, like I said, that fascination and that admiration for these creatures, these dinosaurs. And if you kind of look back, there's some great trends, you know, from the bright colorways of, of the green, red and yellow, the incredible popular vehicles uh, back in the day of the Jeep and the Ford. And then, like I said, just the seeing the dinosaurs in real life um, and, of course, that iconic logo of the T-Rex. Um, so all that really has stood the test of time. And I think, one, that's those are great elements for us to lean into uh, to drive fans like myself and Heidi. Um, but then if you think about um, the way we've kept this franchise going, um, one, it's really in partnership with Steven Spielberg. Frank Marshall and Amblin, um, they were very involved in all the um, story extensions and, and the new movies that came after. Um, but then, you know, we're always thinking about how we can work um, to engage the fans in a variety of different ways. And, and one of the ways that we um, talked about with Steven years ago was how do we engage sort of uh, and create a new entry point for that younger generation? Um, um, and so we developed the animation series on Netflix, Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, uh, which has all the core elements that the film does, but it, it allows for a younger kids and generation to, um, I think, enter into the franchise. And so I think it's just, like I said, with all these films um, and then with some of these extensions, um, when we are true, uh, stay true to the core tenets of the brand, like I said, we want to be awe-inspiring. We want the thrills. We want the wonder. Uh, but we also want the scares, uh, the great characters and storytelling. And then, of course, the beautiful, incredible, groundbreaking dinosaurs and, and really working um, on the visual effects side of that. So I think that has endured over time. But it also allows us to kind of continue on with new stories and characters that allow for new entry points for um, those who grew up with it and admire it and still want to experience it, but allows them to bring in their kids or a younger generation that are discovering it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd, I'd love, David, to talk about the partnerships for a second. You just kind of touched on a few, but uh, Luce and I had fun kind of poking around all the different um you know, collabs and partnerships that you all have activated, even from the the Tamagotchi dinosaur, which all of us 90s kids would definitely remember Tamagotchis, to, you know, some more modern brands as well in the mix. And we, we saw a similar approach with Barbie, right? Um, all of the different collaborations. So can you shed some light, David, on how your team really approaches the selection of what to say yes to, what to pass on. I mean, I have to imagine everyone wants a piece of the JP franchise. So how do you think about that strategically? Yeah, no, it's um, it's a really good question um, because you want to be find those strategic partners that are going to deliver, um, I think, um, incredible, innovative product, um, you know, elevated creative. Um, and so, um, you know, if you go back to, like I said, 1993, that really became the definition of a summer blockbuster. And I will say Jurassic, every movie since then uh, has had sort of the best in class, you know, promotional partners, licensees, uh, toy partners. Um, 
And then, like I said, it, it really is a four quadrant global proposition. So that allows us to, to be kind of diverse in our product offering and who we work with. Um, and so we do spend a lot of time here as a studio talking um, about the brands and partners we want to be in business with. Um, certainly with a, a big um, property like Jurassic, um, you know, there's a lot of people knocking at the door and, and wanting to get involved. Um, but I think for us, it is making sure that if we are going to move forward um, on a partnership or a brand or a licensing program, um, that we feel good about the product that we'd be developing, um, that we are believe that it's is going to be um, inspired creative to go along with it. And so over the years, uh, we've said no to a lot of partners. Um, we've worked uh, consistently with a lot of the same partners who do an incredible job. But to your point, you know, like I said, we now are able to go in market by market and do some unique things that speak to, you know, those local fan bases. Um, and that allows us to be truly unique um, and allows us to remain fresh, uh, I think, with each new film. I love that. And I love how you guys seem so you're open to it because that's what keeps the brand fresh, right? And you have to kind of keep an open perspective. Um, so I have a follow-up question for you, David, but I think this is a good time to cut to break real quick. So uh, we will receive a message from our sponsors and we will be right back. Ready to unlock the full potential of your media spend? Whether you're looking to launch a new product, build your brand, or help increase sales this quarter, Walmart Connect helps brands make an impact with precise targeting, powerful analytics, and the reach of America's number one retailer. Walmart Connect offers solutions for advertisers of all sizes on and off Walmart's digital properties and in their stores. From cost-effective sponsored search and self-serve display ads on Walmart's site and apps, to connected TV and off-site media across web and social, to in-store activations and live events, Walmart Connect can help you deliver the right content to the right Walmart customer at the right step of their shopping journey. And Walmart Connect's closed-loop measurement means they can track the full impact of your campaign on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today to find out how you can start connecting with Walmart's 139 million weekly online and in-store customers. Walmart Connect. More than media. Meaningful connections. Okay, and we're back with David O'Connor from Universal. So, David, we were just talking about the partnerships. Now, this is something that Heidi and I were curious about with so many partnerships in the works and just how do you, from a creative perspective, how does your team ensure that these design elements across the merch, the events, the collabs reflect the brand aesthetic, especially when you're not 100% in control? Because it's not like you can walk into, you know, the office of like the Crocs office, you know, and just and design it yourself, right? Like how how do you guys balance that? Uh, it's it's a great question. Um, um, uh, and, and by the way, those Crocs are awesome. Um, um, well, I will say it is a very collaborative process. We work, um, we're really engaged um, with our filmmakers, um, they almost see every product, every skew that we develop. Um, we work closely with our theatrical uh, marketing and creative team, and then of course, consumer products um, and um, their creative, and then even our parks has their own creative division. So I would say it's, it's a very collaborative process. 
Um, and what's great about inviting your filmmakers in, you know, early on, um, they're invested. Uh, they give us early access, you know, which is really important important for, you know, our, our toy makers and our licensees. Um, and then as we start to develop, you know, strategies, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, creative uh, pillars or brand pillars, uh, we, we're making sure that we're in lockstep with all of our partners, both internally and externally. And so what I love about it is it's a, it's a, it's a fluid process, um, information going out, communication, uh, and, and then it also kind of comes back. And then um, I think many of our partners, you know, really welcome sort of that filmmaker involvement because they know that they're getting sort of authenticity, um, you know, point of distinction and differentiation, um, and that we're we're putting out the very best representation um, of the film. And so that's really been a trademark, uh, you know, working with Steven and Amblin from the very first film, uh, and then it's really how we approach it today. Um, and so um, there's really nothing we don't put out into the marketplace uh, that we really all haven't worked together on. Yeah. And David, speaking of Spielberg, you know, he has a reputation for being such a force when it comes to his creative vision in in a way that protects it in all the right ways. How, how involved is Spielberg in it today with you all and your team when it comes to his brand living on? Yeah, you know, I think... Um, you know, overall, Stephen is the architect of, of the Jurassic franchise. Um, I think he ultimately um, is very involved in the story that we put out. Um, and then we work very closely, you know, with uh, Frank Marshall, who's been producing with him along the way, uh, as well as his team at Amblin, um, to make sure that we are protecting sort of that vision uh, that he puts forth, you know, and, and then, of course, um, we've had different filmmakers come in and out of the, the franchise and, and they are often involved, but it really does start and begin with Steven. He sets the tone. Um, and then I think there's um, a collection of, uh, of us who carry out that vision. So um, he kind of comes in, I, I think, um, at certain milestone moments um, as we start to develop all these products and SKUs. Um, and then, of course, we, we check in with him and then his team quite frequently. Um, and so I would say overall, there's just a great sort of process uh, with him and with Amblin and, of course, the filmmakers uh, that we have on each and every film. That's very cool. Very cool. And um, just casual, just working with Steven Spielberg. Very, yeah, very cool. no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> no big deal. Totally fine. Having 11 o'clock with Steven. Um, yeah, David has so, to drop early from this podcast. He's going to yeah. be. <laughs> um, but that, that's so awesome, David. Um, so, you know, this is obviously a lot going on. Um, how are you going to measure the impact of all of this after the anniversary? And then a second question to that, are there any other IPs or classics that you guys are looking to kind of replicate uh, in the same way and just go really hard in the future, like in 2024? Yeah. Um, so I think that's also a great um, you know, question for us. I mean, we have all sorts of different metrics, you know, that we would be looking at. One, um, is just, are we driving that fanship? And, and you can kind of measure that in a variety of different ways. You know how you're doing on your, your, your social and digital platforms. Uh, like I said, we developed a lot um, around that throughout Jurassic June. Um, and the great thing is we saw great 
sort of um, participation and fervor that was coming uh, from the fans and everything that we were putting out there. Uh, then, of course, there is the events that we do, um, you know, the cons, uh, particularly at San Diego Comic-Con, you know, there were lines to, to get in and experience that. So, again, just knowing that we're putting something out there that allows fans to engage and get immersed. Um, and then you have metrics um, that just, you know, are product and product sales. Um, like I said, we developed a lot of unique SKUs, um, you know, for the 30th anniversary. Uh, you know, we worked with Mattel, with Lego, and then we had, um, you know, uh, great relationships with with Amazon. Um, so we'll, we'll, we already know that uh, the product is selling uh, extremely well, but we'll have more metrics as we go forward. Um, and then I, I think to us, just sort of brand health metrics. And, and I think we found over the years that whenever, you know, um, you know, we in between those theatrical years, you know, fans want to continue to um, engage with the IP. And so this is just a great offering that allows us to do so. And it really does allow us to be evergreen um, and really create sort of that day in and day out activation. Um, so those are kind of our measurements of success, like I said, fan attendance at events, retail sales, engagement, uh, and sentiment on social. Um, and, and like I said, so far, everything has been extremely positive. And what's great about, you know, working at Universal is, you know, we have over a hundred years of incredible filmmaking, uh, wonderful films, and uh, incredible filmmakers. And so if you think about E.T., Back to the Future, um, you know, all of our monster movies, um, you know, those are all coming up on big sort of anniversaries. And, and we found that fans want to engage. Uh, they're already sharing it with that younger generation or even now with the way you can stream, uh, you know, content. Um, you know, it's a great way for us to, I think, honor uh, the past, but also to allow fans to engage it in unique and fresh ways. And so we'll continue uh, to lean into to a lot of these anniversaries. I, I love that fandom was like one of the core attributes you spoke about in terms of the success of all of this. And actually, okay, idea for you, David, it's not too late. You could do like a <laughs> Jurassic Park biggest fan, right? Competition. <laughs> Get all these people sharing on social their fandom, right? Just pro proliferating the brand even more, and then they get to win something cool. And this is not a self-serving idea at all. I promise. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No, it doesn't feel that way at all. <laughs> Although I do know someone who could really win and take that away. I don't know, honestly. Like as big a fan I am, like I see stuff out there, and I'm like, whoa, that is next level. I mean, I did walk down the aisle to the Jurassic Park theme song, but hey. That is epic. I love that. Epic. Is that true? Very true story. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. We, you guys got to connect when you renew your vows, Heidi. I think there's potential there. Yes. Yeah. That's very cool, David. And I mean, anything else that you can share that's coming up? You know, you, you teased earlier, mentioned that Jurassic Park, this original movie, has made made way for so many new stories, so many new adventures. Um, and I know that Colin Trevorrow hinted in an interview last year, you know, that, that the, there's more to come, you know, even though we were expecting Jurassic World to end with Dominion. So what can you share, David? Spill the beans. What What's coming up or what can fans really have to look forward to? 
Yeah, give us the exclusive. <laughs> well, I think the good news is, uh, as a studio and as a company, we remain extremely committed uh, to the future of the Jurassic franchise. And I think uh, in the very near future, you're going to see lots of different content offerings, You know, whether it's on the big screen, the little screen, or even through streaming. So uh, a lot more to come um, over the next few years. And what I will say is one of the things we are excited about is we've done a lot of incredible um, Lego content. Um, and uh, again, we talked about that, you know, earlier entry points, um, you know, for younger kids. Um, we are working on something, um, a, a new series with them. And Luce, you should definitely have Leo check out the Jurassic World Lego series. It's really great for, you know, kids that might need a little more time before they're exposed to the raptors on the big screen. Yes, for sure. I will definitely check that out because we play dinosaurs, which is one thing. But then to see them on the screen oh, is a little yeah. bit. It's going to take some time. <laughs> could be intense. <laughs> it could be a little intense. <laughs> well, um, I think this is a good point to wrap. I think we can keep talking about this for hours. Heidi, you probably agree. Yeah, but... <laughs> don't, don't invite me to do that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we would definitely have you on. But David, thank you so much for coming on. And just this was so great to learn more about this epic franchise. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Yeah, Yeah, it was a blast. You guys are doing an awesome job and uh, can't wait to see um, all the rest of it coming out this year. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be great. And Heidi, thank you so much for being such a fabulous co-host and just a great person overall and just really being an expert on all things Jurassic Park. It really paid off. You got it, Luz. Thanks so much. (laughs) No problem. And thank you, listeners. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed-loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media, meaningful connections.